just out of nowhere, hype your fucking friends up. Hey, bitch, I'm proud of you. <laughs> I'm fucking proud of you, bitch. I'm proud of you, bitch. <laughs> Gotta eat. It's our five-year anniversary. It's Galentine's Day. Azul is here. We brought him into the studio. Azul is in Hollywood. (laughs) You guys are watching. He's just on this short little miniature couch with us. I'm really pinned to the side of this couch. I know. (laughs) It's just like I saw. I walked and I saw this couch. I was like, "Are we all gonna fit?" He's loaded his best leg. <laughs> I know. <laughs> but He's we couldn't leave him behind because it's uh, Galentine's Day and we just wanted him with us. So, yes. Um, his first LA recording. Azul is my forever Valentine. You see what I did there? <laughs> uh, we're so excited about this episode and we're five years in and we have so much to discuss today. This one is for the girls and the besties and we're so excited for you guys to listen to it. Okay, and this episode is brought to you by BetterHelp Therapy Online. For 10% off your first month, go to betterhelp.com slash gg. So you know if you listen to the show that we are such fans of therapy and anything that can really improve your mental health and get you to a better place where you are loving and enjoying your life more and spending the time the way you want to. A lot of people spend their lives wishing they had more time, but the question is time for what? If time was unlimited, how would you use it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important to you and make it a priority. So therapy can really help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. It's so helpful for learning positive coping skills, how to set boundaries, empowering you to be the best version of yourself. Therapy isn't just for those who have experienced major trauma, et cetera. It helps you with your relationships, whether romantic, friendships, family, all the things. So we really cannot recommend it enough. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It is entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. You can just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and then switch therapist anytime for no additional charge. So again, check out BetterHelp, see if it works for you, learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash GGE today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp.com slash GGE. Um, so like Ashley said, this is a really special episode. This is like a really big fucking deal. Five years mm-hmm. and we're talking about friendship and I'm just, I'm really excited to to dedicate this one to our audience. Yeah, I am too. We crowdsourced a ton of stories and anecdotes from you guys and we're so excited to to share them. We'll go through like some of our like housekeeping items, of course, first. So I have a big update. Do I know? This is huge. Okay. No, I've been saving it. Okay. It's regarding my hydration journey. Oh, what's happening? This is big. I don't even, you're going to have to like, just, you're are you sitting, all blue. You're are you sitting down? Theme. Are you sitting down? Yeah. I'm wearing all blue for Azul. I am drinking room temp water now. Why? I have always been a cold water stan. I hate when you get served room temp at restaurants. And I've just like purposely ignored all of the data behind room temp water being better for you. It is better for you. So I've just always been like, I don't want to hear it. I don't either. I'm not changing my ways. I'm a Uh cold water person. And we had Jay Shetty on incredible episode. You guys loved it. I watched a video of his wife saying how you're supposed to drink water. (laughs) And it just like 
got into me that I was like, I might be ready to start the transition. And so I decided to do way more research on it. And then I just reframed my whole brain surrounding water temperatures. (laughs) And now my Brita sits out. Really? I haven't even had cold water for like a week. How does it feel? I love it. I and if I'm being honest with myself, that cold water does hurt your throat a little bit. <laughs> like it's not warm. I'm never going to drink not this warm water. Like- I'll still drink cold water. This water is cold, and I like it. And I still think cold water on, on a warm day is so refreshing. But Azul, you're staying up here. We brought you all the way to Hollywood. You're going to stay up on this couch to give the people what they want. I'm like holding on to him for dear life. I'm like you Azul's can't so cold. If you guys aren't watching the YouTube, no, it's not. <laughs> I just. It, it gets in your system better. It's supposed to be better for you. It's easier on your system to go down and uh-huh. to digest. And so I have just decided, I changed my mind and I was like, I'm going to do this. And if I'm being honest, I do like it. It doesn't hurt your throat as much. I agree. I don't think I can get behind it. You're cold. I need to have cold water at all times. I, I crush like four water bottles a day. Yeah. You don't ever see me drink water. Nobody believes me that I drink water, but I do at home. Yeah, you take plastic water bottles and fill them up with tap water and put them in the fridge. And then I come over and think I'm getting a fresh bottle of water and it's just a used bottle of tap water. I'm very insecure about this. Here's the reason. So I go through a lot of waters every day. So I don't want to like waste that much plastic. So I keep refilling the same ones. But when people come over, it is embarrassing because they're like, do you have water? And then I open my fridge. And so what I do a lot of the times is I like pretend that I've opened the bottle for them. Like I'm a water sommelier. That is so funny. I do this all. I'm really insecure about it. You know, what's funny is that you're out here shaming all of us who have giant water bottles when what you're doing is so much more embarrassing. (laughs) And you're just like drinking more plastic over and over and over. You're drinking old plastic. Well, now I have a giant water bottle because when Jeremy was staying with me, he left his massive like man-sized water bottle. So I have a big one that I guess I will continue to use now. I like like the metal because it stays cold. Well, right. yeah, that's the point. Now I'm it. <laughs> that's the point of a water bottle to keep it cold. You know, I'm just not a water bottle person, but I you just like to feel that plastic crunch in your hands. It gives you a thrill. Sometimes I like when I <laughs> I like when I put it down next to my bed, and then I think I'm a, I'm going to sleep, and then it pops. <laughs> you know that sound? It scares the shit out of me. Like, so you grab, grab your knife. knife. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! But anyway, I did just want to update everybody, and I just feel like I've been ignoring the science for years because I didn't want to hear it. I mean, I've heard that I it wasn't is ready for you. I'm not, I'm not going to be ready. Yeah. You got a couple of years, I'll be ready. I'm not going to be ready. Well, you've always had room temp water at restaurants. A lot of restaurants do that. And you drink it. I feel like you don't see me drink a lot of water at restaurants. I feel like I'm an alcohol. I do all alcohol or nothing. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to pay more attention now. I wish I had like a, a body update, but I'm still, I'm still doing what I'm doing. A lot of dips, a lot of farmer's market stuff. I didn't get to go to the farmer's market last week at all, but I'm sure since we've been back, I've reloaded. So tomorrow is Valentine's Day. We have to spend it together. Yes. We're always together on Valentine's Day. Ever, literally every single... <laughs> I just, I also just like, I, if I'm dating somebody, I want every day to feel like Valentine's Day. You don't need to take me out to some restaurant on Valentine's Day to have like one of the worst meals you could possibly have packed to the walls. I'd rather just be with my friends. Well, so I'm doing a comedy show on Valentine's Day. There might still be tickets. You guys can come. This is a show that Andrew Collin and I are hosting at the Hollywood Improv. And we were like, how fun to do this on Valentine's Day 
at 10, like 10 p.m. show. So I think it's going to be really fun because it can be couples who maybe they went to dinner or they did something and then they can come after and then singles. I just think it's going to be a really fun show. But I think that's a fun thing to do. I'm not, I'm not just pushing my show. I am. You should. You guys should come if there's tickets available. But I think that's a fun activity to do on Valentine's Day is go to a comedy show. I'm on a show before that at the Belly Room, at the Comedy Store. Like I think it's a fun night to do comedy and go to comedy. Well, you know, I love comedy for a date. I love to see what somebody's laughing at. I yeah. love an activity. I can go out to dinner every night of the week. I'm all sad. I love an activity. Yeah. So love if it. you're in LA, we'll see you at the improv. <laughs> yes. And if not, enjoy your stupid night. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> And um, if you're looking for something to do tomorrow during the day, we are on the Drew Barrymore show with Dr. Ruth and Matthew Hussey. It's going to be a really fun like dating themed panel. We're really excited about it. So check that out also. And if you got your vibes only vibrators, you're going to be getting in on those on Valentine's Day. I have to read you this DM. Okay. Because we've, we've really been pushing butt stuff for this Valentine's Day. We yeah. Like this 2023, it's the year of butt stuff. We released our anal vibe and, you know, we did our episode last week. Hope you guys loved that one. And so this is an extreme DM. <laughs> extreme sports, extreme direct messaging. She said, hey, Ashley, love the podcast. Have for years. Funny story. My husband always wanted to do butt stuff, but after a horrible experience, I said, hell no. Now she probably has more tips after listening to last week's episode, but bad experience, said no. Well, I always wanted three kids and he only wants two. We have two beautiful daughters. This past weekend, we had a discussion that if I let butt stuff into the bedroom, he will be okay with having a third child. That's, that's what it took? <laughs> Needless to say, I will be ordering your new toy. Have a great day. I have so She's got to de- put something in her butthole and her belly. She's got to do all the work. We he have to do all the work. All the, he has all the fun. Okay, you know what's so funny? So they have two daughters, right? Their third child, whether like let's just say it's a boy, they finally have like the boy they might have wanted. You know, they're like, why did you guys decide to have a third? Because I did butt stuff. Like that's that kid's origin story. <laughs> like, I, I wonder what the parameters on this are. Like, does she have to stick it all the way in? How many thrusts does he have to do? I want to follow up. Like, do they well, have to do it like frequently? I, they- I'm going to go ahead and assume that they're doing full anal. For to have a child, let her carry a child for nine months. (laughs) (laughs) This poor woman. No, if you have another daughter, you have to name her Annalise. Yeah, that's the obviously. What would the boy's name be? Um, Anal. (laughs) Anal. Anal's a word. No, what about um, like maybe like Brody? It kind of sounds like booty. Okay, I'm trying to think what else sounds like butthole. Or is there like a man, a man in history that's famous for butt stuff? Is there? I don't know. You name him after the most famous butt stuff person. Maybe it's like maybe it's like Lou. Like it's, it's like, like Lou. The oh, I think or the Lou. Lou. Okay, the Lou. I like the name Lou too. I don't. I've never like met a Lou. Lou that wasn't hot. Yeah. I like it. I also like a null. <laughs> It's not a name. It's spelled like anal. I think it's spelled like anal. It's a name. Well, I am wishing them all the best. I'm rooting for that. In their butt stuff and their child conceiving. Yeah, I'm really rooting for you guys. I agree with you. I think that they have to go full thrust. I think they probably have to do it a couple times. It's funny because she's about to get turned out because now they're trying (laughs) to have a kid and their twin butt stuff. (laughs) Like her holes are going to be... So filled. I feel like she's going to be pregnant. He's going to be like, you're welcome. I know you don't want to have pussy sex. Now I get to hit it just in your butthole. You're welcome. Are they going to be doing, are they going to be doing anal when she's pregnant? Yeah, definitely. A hundred percent. I mean, I feel like why not? (laughs) It's an easier hole to get into. Okay. 
I love our butt plug. I masturbated with it last night. It's so good. I used it on the in the front too. Like, and it's a nice little anchor. It's comfortable to like masturbate. Yeah, whatever in the you front. want. Yeah, I yeah. mean, it's a vibrating butt plug. And yeah. It's just so beautiful. So, um, good luck to them. Good luck to all of you on sucking dick this Valentine's Day. Or I having sex, doing naughty stuff, whether it's with yourself or with a partner. I'm still on the DM. I'm gonna throw this shower. <laughs> We're gonna have a whole butt themed shower. Like. Every, People, all the food is like, peach. are her friends going to know? Or is it going to be like, why did Jason finally decide to come around to the third? And she's like, because he put it in my butt? What a marriage goal. <laughs> you think marriage is all about parents. compromise. <laughs> That's what they say. I like imagine her like emailing us and being like, I just have to tell you guys, like I use the butt plug, to, like really get into anal. And then we got pregnant. I feel like I'm going to cry I know, email when I know. she gets pregnant. Yeah. Um, so please email us. I, want, I think the shower should be all peach food themed. Love that. So you do like a nice peach salad and then peach desserts, peach Gotta cobbler. do peach salad. <laughs> you gotta eat that peach salad <laughs> for sure. Peach cream pie. What about like little dessert shapes? Like emoji poo? <laughs> oh, they'll play that diaper poop game. <laughs> All right. I've been to no showers. I've been to one baby shower. Oh my God. You're so lucky. What are you talking about? That's why I moved moved away from Atlanta. because my worst nightmare. I just had to lie so much about not being able to make people's baby showers. I was like, I can't live like this. It's my worst nightmare. I've been to one. I feel like people invite me. One. I've been to one baby shower. I've like hosted them. I know you have. I've been to one baby shower my entire life. I feel like people know not to invite me. I don't have a lot of friends in New York that have babies. I've lived in New York for 15 years. My friends are not like the baby sect of people in New York. Yeah, you're, that's true. Yeah, you lived in New York the whole time I was like in Atlanta. So it does, it totally makes sense. I mean, I, Matt's was so great. It was like a party. It was just like co-ed, but- They got a breast reduction that weekend. Like, so that I didn't have to go to that one. It was, you missed, you missed out. It was well, really fun. With them. I mean, no shade, but I, there's nothing worse than just sitting around and watching someone open babies. I just, I really don't understand this tradition. We talked about this on the podcast. I feel like fired up when I hear about it. Like, come on. Watching somebody open presents is the least- lit thing in the world. I don't want to do it. It's rude. It feels weird. Listen, love your truth. If you guys did that, I'm sure all of you did it. My sister-in-law did it and I happily took notes while she did it, but it's a weird tradition. I don't really understand. I think we're also coming out of it a little bit. Like I think, you know, people that probably even did that, whatever, 10 years ago, were like, that was stupid. I, if I could redo it, I wouldn't. Because I think people are coming more of that, like, show up with the gifts unwrapped, put them in the corner. Let's have some mimosas. It feels weirdly materialistic. Like, I know what's in those boxes. It's toaster ovens and serving platters. I don't need it. But then, I mean, what I did with Stephanie after the shower was, like, I, we kind of opened everything together and, like, wrote it down. It was, like, a really fun experience, like, for the family. But to have to sit there and watch that, like, I'm just drinking to power through this. So by the end of the gift opening, I'm, like, blacked out drunk. I feel like if I was the one opening them, too, like, to keep it up, you yes, gotta have the same yes, excitement it's not for the fair. first gift and the 50th gift. And it reminds me when we would do meet and greets because I would be like, every person in this line deserves the same energy. The 50th girl, we're an hour in, deserves the same energy as the first girl. And like, that's how I would feel like plowing through these gifts. The first but like, toaster you, and the last toaster. Well, but also baby stuff, at least it can be cute. Like to watch people open cookware. <laughs> what? 
I will not come. If there's a, some sort of wedding shower and we got to sit around and watch you open kitchen stuff, it seems like a punishment. <laughs> like at least baby stuff's like cute and like funny. You know, it's like all these, like it's like nipple clamps and weird stuff that like moms, not nipple clamps. You guys know what I mean. I open all those gifts of Stephanie's. There's stuff for your nipples. There's all kinds of stuff. <laughs> nipple clamps? It's not nipple clamps, but like there's it, all this like at least like content worthy, like watching people open really pots so and pans. It is so It's true. a punishment. It is a punishment. That's why I don't go to any of these. I, don't, I haven't gone to a lot of wedding showers either. I'm like, also no shade. Listen, do whatever you want. I don't care. Just my, what we say all the time, my life decisions aren't a judgment call on your life yeah. decisions. Do whatever you want. My sister-in-law's shower, there was like 50 women and my mom and my stepmom were there. And so I was sitting like at the front, like taking notes for my sister-in-law. And so I had a view of the whole room. And my stepmother bought my sister-in-law this gift and it was a bag and there was 14 items in there individually wrapped. And it was like the dumbest shit you'd ever, like, it was like she went to her bathroom and she was like, what can I just <laughs> tissue wrap? Like I, there was Arnica, like burn cream. Like Ooh. she just tissue paper wrapped every, watching my mom's face while my <laughs> sister-in-law was unwrapping 14 gifts was one of the greatest moments of my life. <laughs> But I will say moms, especially new moms, they go off on gifts like that. And I think it's so sweet and so nice. Like Corey, for example, gave Stephanie this big basket of all that shit that you don't know you need. There's right. this gripe water. Everybody got her gripe water. I'm like, what the fuck? What's I mean, gripe is, water? You wouldn't know. Then there's like the nipple clamps. And then there's like- When you say nipple clamps, are you talking about the, I'm the kidding. pumps, the I'm breastfeeding I'm, pumps? I have no idea what I'm talking about. I'm just making a joke. It is something for your nipples. So like Corey did all these things and like did a sticky note on every one of like, this really helped me. This is why you need this. Like, it's and it, wonderful. It's so thoughtful and wonderful, but also to individually wrap all that is crazy. You're going to wrap the Arnica? Well, my stepmom was a piece of shit. She's no longer with us. <laughs> but I think those are so nice. And I had so much fun going through all those and like also learning and also being like, this shit's about to get crazy. Well, you do learn. I mean, I feel like I don't need to learn anything for marriage. Like I just show up, right? And like you hope it works out. Like that's not the same as a kid. So I want like a little more feedback. <laughs> okay. Great thirty minute segment on on showers. Oh, shitting on your I shitting on your showers. No, I mean, and also like I've also been ones that are like fun. They have a fun theme, and there's like good food and drinks. Whatever, that's all you need. I can't relate. I've never been to any. No pyrotechnics. We're not down with that gender reveal stuff. I watched this video, this like TikTok of this woman <laughs> who's pregnant. How do get down this road? She's walking to her car, and she has like <laughs> that's <laughs> gotta be fake. I. <laughs> I saw that too. I think people are just staging this stuff for like TikTok, but what the kid popped Damn it, it. you're right. Because who else would have been filming this and like have yeah. gotten that? She's walking towards the car with the gender reveal. And balloon. She's like, yeah, the gender reveal balloon and her son just pops it. <laughs> and she just turns around and walks in the house. And I was looking at it like, this is why I don't have children. I, listen, it could have been real. I, I just assume stuff like that is fake, but also like- Oh, you're right. How funny would it be if she turned to that little boy and was like, the only reason you're here is because I'd anal with your dad. <laughs> that was an amazing callback. <laughs> I can't even imagine like the self-talk it takes parents to not punt you across the room sometimes. Like I look back, I mean, one of my most favorite episodes, obviously is the episode about moms. I look back and think like the amount of times I was such a little bitch to her that she didn't just hit me in the face. I can't believe it. I can't believe the self-restraint. I know. My mom lost it like twice. Oh, you remember it? It was that bad? Yes, I have a deep memory from like my whole life. But those things, of course, I remember them were like, 
and she kept her calm so much. But I was like, you know, I was bad. You know, my mom was like, you need to apologize to your dad. I was like, he used to apologize to me. Just got on the bus, was like, bye. <laughs> like my mom just, she put up with a lot. But I do remember one time when she like, I locked her out of my bedroom after being like really bad. And I remember her banging on the door and me being a little bit like, I think I'm about to get beat up. <laughs> <laughs> and one time I just grabbed gum off the sidewalk, a hot wad of gum oh, from wherever wow. and just put it in my brother's hair. What? I know. Ashley. I like the devil took over. <laughs> like, is so isn't that insane? <laughs> like I would get these things of like, I hate him. And then I would just like do something crazy. Do you remember like, and I just went straight to my room and locked the door. Yeah. Do you remember those moments? As a and they were cutting you, it out of knew, his hair. Like you knew you had taken it too far. And yeah. you're like, I'm going to die today. But I remember this feeling of, I think my parents were like, something's like severely wrong. <laughs> <laughs> like the devil's in her soul. This is why I don't want Matt to go to therapy. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Kate said that to me the other day. She was like, you're not going to want Matt to go to therapy because this All will come out. trauma is about you, not his parents. <laughs> Literally, that's what she said. I don't think so. Matt and I could not be closer. I'm trying to bring him to the fucking Super Bowl, but I just was jealous. It's just jealous. Like, mm-hmm. I didn't want that kid. Why the fuck would I want another kid in this house? So I just tormented him. I can't even imagine what it would have been like if it was a girl. Like what you would have been like. Do you think it would have been nicer? <laughs> She'd no or? longer be with us. <laughs> she would already be in therapy. <laughs> Lifelong therapy. <laughs> it's. Uh, what I, are we doing? I don't fucking know. Um, I feel like. Were you nice to Arlen? I think we bickered normally. There was so much screaming in the house coming from my mom. I don't know that I would have like ever noticed fighting between me and Arlen. Like you're like, you remember these two fights, these two times where mom got mad. That was every day of my life. Every day of my life, it was just like screaming and fighting every day. <laughs> I couldn't hone in on one. I remember she always used to say to me like, your brother's going to get big one day and he's going to like hit you or something. Say, like, but she, then he did it. She would like pre-threaten me. But like, but like he did it and Joke Matt on, did on everybody <laughs> Every, never got big wait, that's so funny so that's something that all moms say because my mom said that exact same thing oh he's gonna get big and like hit you yeah like you're not gonna be bigger than him forever uh-huh she was right yeah she was right my mom was wrong jokes on everybody my brother's little well Matt and I were home alone one day and that's when he finally snapped and he threatened me with a fire poker and then we weren't allowed to be alone for years after that what <laughs> I don't know about that fire was it, no. was it hot? No, like he grabbed he grabbed first? something from the fireplace and like came at me and I was screaming. What did you do? And then my mom came home and we were both just sitting still on the couch. Like something went down. Because <laughs> we would be home for like a really short period of time because my mom was a teacher. So she was home almost after we were. So when we got to a certain age, we took the bus and we were home for like, you know, maybe an hour tops alone. Yeah. After that, we had to go back to Latchkey. <laughs> I thought I could just bully him forever. And then that was the day it stopped. And you never did it again? You never- I mean, I went, I did do it again, but I don't think I came at him. Like he finally fought back. He finally fought back. Yeah. That's what you have to do in prison. Also, Like one time I was sitting there, I was playing Donkey Kong on Super Nintendo when he just came up and kicked me in the leg. (laughs) Just cause. Well, probably from previous. Yeah. Pent up anger. Yeah. Maybe you shouldn't let him go to therapy. It was like, I feel like Orlin and I didn't fight like this. I used to dress him up like a girl a lot. I used to put him in my mom's nightgowns totally. and like barrettes in his hair. And one time I cut his hair. 
cut that's, his hair. That's when I knew I was really, I was going to have to move out of the house. I was Cut Arlen's hair. Yeah, I took Same, scissors and I gave him a haircut. Matt's hair. Yeah. <laughs> like, it was terrifying. I was like, I remember I took that first snip and I was like, I don't think I live here anymore. <laughs> I was a little bit afraid. I remember our cousins and our, I, I think aunts and uncles, a bunch of people got snowed in at our house during the blizzard of, I swear to God, like the blizzard of 96. Like, I don't know if you remember that. It was like insane. I wasn't born yet. You weren't born. I mean, I was a baby, honestly. <laughs> I remember being an infant and we were like so all out of our minds. We had like one videotape to watch, like uh-huh. that we hadn't returned yet. <laughs> like it was a crazy time. All these people were in the house. And I remember going, I was like so bored. I went upstairs with that. And like that was a time like boys had that like butt cut, you know? Like it was just like uh-huh. split down the middle. No, no, and they like had Devin the Sawa. Totally am- amazing reference. And JTT had it for a little bit too. His was a little longer. And I just was like, I want Matt to have that. So I just like snipped the front. <laughs> And he had this like, I want my brother to be hot. No, like, I just was like, Matt, kids. you got to have this like cool haircut. Like all the kids in Tiger like, Beat. All the kids in and <laughs> and Big Bopper, Team Bop, Team Bop, Bop have. And I just like snipped a giant chunk and he came downstairs and he was like, mom and dad, look at my new hair. And like, uh-huh. also we'd been cooped up for like a week in the house. No one had left the house in like a week. And same, I was like, I'm pretty sure I should leave now. <laughs> It's just like moments in your childhood where your stomach drops into your butt and you just, you know that they are going to disown you. You don't live there anymore. Yeah. That is so funny. Uh, But also like how much like our parents like low key, like that's funny. I think about that all the time. You know what I mean? My friends, kids do something like really fucked up and I'm in my mind, I'm like, don't laugh, don't laugh, don't laugh. Like they have to do that all day, every day. Like what if a kid just like walked up and kicked your husband? (laughs) I would laugh so hard, but that's like really bad. Hope you guys enjoyed that walk down memory lane. Yes, I've loved sharing these stories. Speaking of stories, if you're coming to our Phoenix show this week, Thursday, please send us your stories to stories at girlsgottoeat.com. Roast your friends that you're coming with. Let us know if you're bringing your man, your best friend, funny stuff about them, embarrassing stuff, stuff about you that's crazy and wild. Um, and if there's any single guys coming with you, just let us know. Again, stories at girlsgottoeat.com. And then if you're coming to the Florida shows after that, oh my God, we have so much exciting stuff for you guys. So that's Miami, Tampa, and Orlando. Send us the same stuff. And then there are some tickets available for those shows still. So you can get those at girlsgottoeat.com. Yes. And thank you for coming. I mean, to Salt Lake City and Denver, of course. Those shows were absolutely incredible and we can't wait for Phoenix. That one is sold out, but we do have tickets left for the Florida shows. So get on it. If you're in Florida, get a group together. Mm -hmm. I know you guys like to wait until last minute. Florida people do. I'll see you there. Okay. We want to thank HelloFresh for supporting Girls Gotta Eat. Go to hellofresh.com slash GGE free and use the code GGE free for a free breakfast for life. One breakfast item per box while subscription is active. So whether your goal is to save money, eat better, stress less around mealtime, or maybe you want to learn how to cook, HelloFresh is fantastic for that. There is so much variety. I love their lunches and dinners. I love their easy cleanup. They call them quick and easy meals. They have 15-minute recipes. Everything's broken out into really simple steps to follow. So they send all these pre-portioned ingredients. There's so much variety on the site. So I'm just like looking at what they have right now. Cheesy pork and fried pickle burgers. Ashley and I am obsessed with the burgers. Sizzling garlic herb butter steak. Oh my gosh. Crunchy curried chickpea bowls. So when I go through this, I think like there's so much stuff that's great for vegetarians or stuff that's great for kids. I love it for a girl's night or a date night. Whatever you're kind of looking for at your mealtime, I really recommend HelloFresh. And they just make it so simple. Go to HelloFresh.com slash GGE free and use the code GGE free for a free breakfast for life one breakfast item per box while subscription is active. 
That's free breakfast for life at HelloFresh.com slash GGE free with code GGE free. Okay, thank you to Helix for supporting Girls Gotta Eat. Go to helixsleep.com slash GGE, take their two-minute sleep quiz, and they'll match you to a customized mattress that will give you the best sleep of your life. Use code HELIXPARTNER20, and you'll get 20% off all mattress orders and two free pillows. You guys know how obsessed we are with Helix. Both of us have multiple Helix mattresses. It's all we sleep on. I have made sure that my parents have one, my brother has one, my boyfriend has one. I just refuse to go anywhere and not sleep on a Helix mattress. That is how obsessed we are. The Helix lineup offers 20 unique mattresses, including the award-winning Lux Collection, which we love. We have the Lux Collection mattresses, the newly released Helix Elite Collection, a mattress designed for big and tall sleepers, and even a mattress made just for kids. So for everyone in the family, and you're just going to take their quiz, which is really fun, and then they will give you your personalized mattress recommendation. It's going to be shipped straight to your door free of charge. You can try it out for 100 nights to make sure you love it, and then there's a 10 to 15-year warranty to try out your new Helix mattress. We know everybody sleeps differently. You might sleep on your back, your side, roll around all night on your stomach, or you might want a soft, medium, or firm mattress. We are all so different. So that is why they offer really something for everyone. And so you're just going to order what works best for you, come straight to your door. You can sleep on it that night. You're going to love it. It will change your life. You'll get the best sleep of your life and you can thank us later. So Helix is offering 20% off all mattress orders and two free pillows for our listeners. Go to helixsleep.com slash GGE and use code HELIXPARTNER20. This is their best offer with Helix Better Sleep Starts Now. So as we do our five-year anniversary episode, and we're going to talk about friendship, I'm sure I'll get emotional throughout this whole episode, but I'm going to try to like reel it in. I just want to acknowledge like what an incredible milestone this is and just thank everybody who's really been here for us. I mean, some of these partners that we're talking about today have been with us for so many years. So if you are a partner of the show, thank you. Everybody who's worked for us over these years, thank you so much. Every single guest who's been on our show. 172 guests in five oh my years. Gosh. Jared Freed being our most repeated guest. <laughs> um, and then we have Krista Stefano, Nikki Glazer, and Andrew Collin tied for uh, three visits to the show. Okay. We just have had so many people just support us over the years. And of course, most of all, you guys. Thank you for being here and supporting us and loving us and buying tickets to the shows and buying the merch and just supporting us over the years. And um, I always say this is the greatest thing that I've ever created in my life. And I get to create it my best friend. And this is so special. And to do anything for five years is really such a huge, unbelievable accomplishment. And you guys allow us to do that. And Ashley allows me to do that. And, you know, I just wanted to say thank you to everybody who's allowed this to happen for so many years. So thank you. Cosign. I mean, I have been feeling just especially so grateful and proud of the audience that we have. And, you know, (laughs) Rain and I, we've experienced and we see some other podcast audiences and listenerships that are not great. And we just, it makes us so much more thankful for ours and how wonderful you guys are and like accepting and are here for all of the different guests and the growth and have been here since day one or since today. You know, we have built this community. It feels like such an honor. The the podcast is still growing after all these years. I mean, it really just feels like such a dream. And it wouldn't be possible without all of you guys to listen. So this podcast has really just made all my dreams come true. You know, as corny as that sounds with obviously you and meeting you and all the hard work we put into and everybody that has helped us, you know, this, we couldn't just do this alone. But of course, most of all, like our listeners, it wouldn't be what it is without those of you that listen 
and come to the shows and support us. And so I'm just so thankful. And you guys are my Valentines. I just want to like show you like all the love and, you know, just to the haters too. You know, there's no successful brand out there without at least a small army of people that are really elevating the brand by spending so much time and energy talking shit. So it just makes people want to listen more. So shout out to you. Thank you for your service as well. We know you're listening right now. Thank you for the extra listens. But I've said this on the show before. We've said this on the show. Every guest that comes on our show echoes the exact same thing. You have the most incredible audience, the yes. smartest, the kindest, the most interesting, the funniest. And you guys really just are. And to echo what Ashley said, I we've gone on other podcasts and everybody's audience is fine. But like, I really just think ours is just they're a notch they're the above. Best. I know they're the best. I'm not saying everything of every part of what we do is the best, but that's the best. You guys are the best. Everybody <laughs> knows it. No contest. Seriously. Yeah. People beg to come on this show because they really want to get in front of you guys. Mm -hmm. They want you as their audience as well. And um, it's just been such an honor. You know, we've done 110 live shows. We have 19 of them coming up this year. We're about to announce 14 more. It's really made all my dreams come true to be able to do this with you guys. And you've really lent us your ears, your lives, your wallets. You've really opened up to us in such a really special way. And I'm just... I'm a hundred times the person I ever would be without you guys. Yeah. If anyone grows and learns a lot in five years, I've learned so much. I've learned so much about myself, so much about relationships, obviously with, you know, being in this partnership with you, that's like really not only a, a best friendship, but also a business partnership. Not to mention all the guests we've had on. I've learned about everything from like attachment theory to texting styles to the way that guys think on a level that we would only be able to do by interviewing these guys at such a deep level that we do. And I've learned so much about myself and I think we've obviously grown. And if you've been here since the beginning, you know that and you can feel that. And it's just been an absolute dream. Yeah. So... So thanks to you guys and thanks to Ashley. Um, <laughs> thanks And to everybody you. who's, you know, made this happen. We just love you guys. Thank you for being here. And we hope to be doing this five years from now or a 10-year episode. Ten year episode. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, should we see what people wanted to ask? Yeah, so um, this was a really fun episode to crowdsource all of your questions, um, all of your feedback, your stories. So we asked you guys, do you have any burning questions? Is there anything um, that you want us to sort of close the loop on in terms of <laughs> stories? Absolutely. Um, okay, so probably, I mean, the number one, well, I don't know, maybe number two was uh, people just want to know about LA. I think we're both committed to living here past this trial run. Yeah. I am looking for houses to rent, like full, you know, year-long lease, you know, full transparency. I really am so happy here and I don't see a world in which I like go back to New York and like rent a home in New York. You know, I want to go back to New York. I have stuff going on there. We're we're talking about something else we have to go back for more frequently. I will always love it, but the lifestyle here and then obviously in Delaware, that's something that I feel like I'm going to make an effort to be there more too and be on the East Coast and see my family and my nephew. But I feel like this is where I want to have my next steady home where my stuff is, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So I didn't tell you, but I talked to my landlord yesterday and I told them I'm going to break my lease in oh, New yeah. York. I haven't really talked about this in the past. Maybe I have, but um, I still do have a place in New York that I haven't given up because I was going to go back. It. I have. Yeah. I was going to go back after three months. And I have been talking about making this permanent. I just, I feel really happy here. I feel really at home here. New York is really 
I, it raised me. It's everything I am. It's my favorite people in the world, mm-hmm. my favorite type of people in the world. But I have been toying with staying here. And I made that phone call to my landlord yesterday and I told them I was going to break the lease. And they were so nice. And they were just like, just give us, you know, enough notice. And then whatever you That's want, so just good. go ahead and go. And I was like walking to the beach and I got a little like teared up. I was like, it really was like, it really hit me. This is like real. The thought of like giving up my home that I love so much that I'm so happy about. But I think about going back there and it doesn't excite me. And I feel like for now, I want to just try this new adventure. And it was funny because I got so emotional. It like became so real just being on the phone mm-hmm. with her. And she's like, yeah, we love you. You're wonderful. You've done right by us. Whenever you want to go, you can go. And I felt really sad. And then I like walked to the beach and watched the sunset. And I was like, this is where I want to be. And this feels right. And this feels really good. And I think you can just trust your gut. I know everybody doesn't, of course, have the means to up and move to another city anytime they want. But I do at this time in my life. And I want to do it and just see where it leads. And you can always go back. So yeah. I feel really happy and I see a future here for now. Yeah, it's just, it's a quality of life that I'm into. I haven't really brought this up, but the way I'm sleeping is like, it feels like I never thought I could be this person. <laughs> like I never thought I could just fall asleep as soon as I get into bed, not toss and turn, sleep through the night, wake up early. Like it's just, that alone is so is so telling of like my just general level of like happiness, I, like anxiety, you know, I really want more space. I want more space for Azul. What I want to do on the weekends is go for a hike. I've always said that. I just want to be outside with him and with my friends. I feel like at this point, I have more friends here than in New York in the first place. Like everything just is pointing to here. So I want to like settle here so then I can like plan when I go back to the East Coast and not feel like scattered. Like my stuff's in a storage unit. Like I have stuff here. I've, it's, I feel really not settled. Yeah. And so I I even want to just like move into a place like now, like fuck the Airbnb. Like I, Kate and Jay and I walked by this house last night that I contacted them about renting. Like I'm ready to do it now and like get my stuff. Yeah. I sort or of, buy new stuff, whatever. I sort of feel the same. I feel like I'm just like ready to pull the trigger. We have a yeah. lot of shows on the East Coast in May. And so I don't know what I'm going to do necessarily, but this feels like the right thing. I'm ready to have my stuff here. I feel really happy here. The men are so hot here. Mm-hmm. You guys have been asking what dating is like. We'll talk about it. But it, just feels like the right move. So I think we're both going to do it. And the podcast will be here for now. And we have incredible guests all throughout LA that we're so excited to record with. We have some great episodes coming up. So that's probably what the future holds for us. Yeah. LA people know. Okay. I like this question. Have your thoughts on monogamy changed? I would say yes. You know, I I don't have any experience yet where it's like I was challenged on that. So I guess things could always change when you're in it. Like I haven't been in a relationship where someone has wanted to not be monogamous or something, but like, I do feel like I think about things differently from day one to now and could be more open to a non-monogamous relationship or some form of it where I wouldn't have thought that five years ago. Yeah, I agree. I I think that non-monogamous, like consensual non-monogamy has become more in vogue and more accepted in the past few years. And it's really important to Ashley and I to always be on the forefront of reading about what are people doing? Why are they doing it? What does the current like psychology say about this? Is this healthy for people? Anything, not just non-monogamy, but anything. And we've been so blessed to have so many people on the show that have explored this with us and talked about their non-monogamous relationships. And of course, Astor Perel changed my life, the way I feel about monogamy and cheating um, and things like that. So I don't know. I'm, I'm still sort of, I'm in this space now where I don't know that monogamy is the natural state. Mm-hmm. And I feel like it's probably not. Um, I want it in my personal relationships currently, but I see a world in which that's not the case. So mm-hmm. I'm very open about a lot of things since the podcast started. I just think you and I have been so honored to like see so many different lifestyles and what makes different people happy. Mm-hmm. If we hadn't started the show together, what do you think you'd be doing now? 
Uh, I don't know. I mean, maybe a podcast with someone else. Like I knew I was going to do a <laughs> podcast, you know, before I met you, I already had a plan to do it with somebody else that that kind of like fell through because I think we both, like it was fine. You know, it wasn't like it just was with this guy. So yeah, I mean, I definitely knew that was what I was going to do next, but it would, you know, maybe not have taken off like this. So I don't know. I don't like to think about it. <laughs> Next question. <laughs> I don't know what I would be doing. when I, Right when I met Ashley, you guys know our origin story. We met on the beach in Aruba on an influencer trip. But right before that trip, I really had just been really restless. I didn't love what I was doing. I thought I might start like a social media agency where I like I did social media. Like I ran other social accounts and did photography for them. But I don't know that that would have been like my world's greatest passion. Mm -hmm. I just would have been making a dollar. So I get to do something I'm really passionate about. So I don't know. I don't like to think about it either. Yeah. Are you really buying houses next to each other in Delaware? <laughs> I mean, I oh, will buy a house God. in Delaware. I don't think rain is. <laughs> it was like kind of a joke. Yeah. Maybe for the financial investment, we'll say. But no, it was a joke. Can rain ride a bike yet? Nope. <laughs> no, I cannot. Most memorable emails received. I literally don't care about your stupid live shows. <laughs> <laughs> Christmas Day. I'll change our life. 20, what, 2019? Uh-huh. No, I mean, there are so many. You know, I, I still sometimes like hate that we have these emails in this folder that I never responded to that were all for me after Dewey died. And I just didn't have the capacity to really get in there. And I said I would one day and then they just started to pile up. And so those just... Those are my favorites. They're in this folder. I will look back at them occasionally. Like people just showed so much support. And I, I've referenced this now on so many different podcasts and on ours. The, it wasn't an email, but it was the message about the woman that worked in hospice. And she was like, you guys aren't going to die alone. You know, that uh -huh. whole thing. And yeah. then the moms that say that we help them parent their daughters. And we got another one of this woman that was coming to Denver with her daughter and her daughter's two friends. And was like, you're such a strong, positive influence in these young girls' lives. And I can't like... I can't believe we get to get emails like that for work. I know. So those are my three buckets. Damn it. Those are my favorites too. Um, I mean, no, right. I feel like you like when there's like, you help me suck a dick better. Or I something. really do. Those are my favorite DMs. <laughs> the amount of people that tell me they sucked a dick to completion. I get so yeah. many of these. I just had my first orgasm. I get yes. a lot of those DMs. Um, I just had my first for, I just had like the best first date. I'm really excited. I love when these girls like DM us and say like, do you have any advice? I'm about to go on a first date. All this, we feel the same about all this. I took the more emotional ones, Raina. It's like the sex ones. They all mean so much. Like, it's just so special that you want to share these moments with us. Mm -hmm. I like this one, anything you would have done differently. I like to think about life in terms of like, am I happy with where I am now? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm really happy with where I am now. But I've made some different decisions, I guess. But, you know, I feel like I've just learned a lot through this podcast and I've grown. And are there some things I've said in the past that didn't age well? Probably, like everybody else. But I think I've always tried to just become a better person and be more educated and move on from it. But I feel really proud of what we've done. Sure, once in a while, there's things I wish I would have done differently. But I think that like, at the base of everything that we do is to try to be good people and have an open, honest discussion about things and be open to lifestyles. And we try to be really good people. And that's all you can really try to do. Yeah. I mean, big picture, no. Like, I'm right where I need to be, want to be. Yeah, there's stuff I wish I didn't say or do or handle. But it, like, also is always learning. Like, you can't, like learn how not to do something unless you kind of did it wrong and fucked up or something. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like yeah. I, all the times you're like, I wish I didn't do this like that. You learn something from it. So I don't have like any really big regrets. 
yeah. or anything, of course. I mean, it's I'm happy. I will say anything that's like been really bad, quote unquote bad, that I've like felt like I wish I would have done differently have been like the biggest learning moments for me. 100%. I hated it. Yeah. I didn't enjoy it in the moment, but I'm a better person now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Wish we wouldn't have Chelsea Handler on the show. <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, uh, I wish I would have done that differently. Yeah. I mean, people ask about our favorite and least favorite guests. I don't know. I mean, like, I'm not, don't need to harp on this, but that was like the probably quote unquote worst guest experience was just how that went down because it was like someone that I really looked up to and aspired to be that slut shamed us on her show. I mean, we don't need <laughs> yeah. to get into this whole story. If you yeah. know, you know. You know, I don't want to talk about stuff that people are like, wait, what? But it, we could be here for three hours, like d- recapping all this stuff. Favorite guest? I, that's like p- picking a favorite child. I don't know. Esther Pearl. I mean, yeah, Esther Pearl for you. <laughs> uh, but we put a lot of work and energy into researching our guests. We oh, Jay Shetty. Hard. Oh, yeah. That was a big moment. <laughs> that was really so great. Yeah. So handsome. I mean, anybody that just has reframed how I thought about anything. I love every therapist that's been on our show. I feel like we've met and become friends with a lot of comedians. Yeah. Um, yeah, Astro Perella is my favorite. It was like just a goal of mine for so many years. Um, but we put a lot of energy and, and effort into a lot of the guests. So I've liked a lot of them. Drunkest? Only one guest showed up drunk and that was Shep. Yeah. And early early days. And I don't fault him. They had like a reunion in New York. He still recorded with us. He still showed up and he was coherent enough, but no one's ever been drunk. We were. I was. Those couple episodes and that one night that we recorded the beginning of the podcast. Oh, but we, we never like tequila. started an episode drunk. No. We would like go drink and sometimes come back. Those early episodes, I don't know. That was like three episodes. I realized that's how I, that's how I learned how to lisp. But you're right. Yeah, we would come sometimes drink and like do the never have I ever games at right. the end. Oh God, it's weird to remember we did that. Okay, so I love gift giving at this time of year, but when finding great gifts, things can really start to add up. And that's why this season I am shopping with Quince. Quince is the go-to place for luxury essentials at affordable prices for everyone on my list, including myself. We'd like to thank Quince for supporting our show. Go to quince.com slash GGE to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your order. So I'm really, really glad I found this company and this site. Everything is so affordable, but looks really luxury. Uh, So as you're perusing it, they have 100% Mongolian cashmere sweaters. They have washable silk tops and dresses. They have cotton sweaters and all kinds of comfy stuff, like just cozy pants that you can wear. I love the colors. I love the styles, but the prices are really the reason to shop here on top of obviously the selection. Prices are 50 to 80% less than similar brands. So it's unbelievable. It partners directly with top factories to cut out the cost of the middleman and it just passes the savings directly on to you from Quince. And I just love what they're doing. I love the styles. There's so much variety and it is such a one-stop shop, whether you're shopping for kids, your significant other, your parents, anybody will really love this. You can get affordable luxury for everyone on your list with Quince. Go to quince.com slash GGE to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your order. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E.com slash GGE for free shipping and 365 day returns. Okay, we want to thank HelloFresh for supporting Girls Gotta Eat. Go to HelloFresh.com slash GGE free and use the code GGE free for a free breakfast for life, one breakfast item per box while subscription is active. So whether your goal is to save money, eat better, stress less around mealtime, or maybe you want to learn how to cook, HelloFresh is fantastic for that. There is so much variety. I love their lunches and dinners. 
I love their easy cleanup. They call them quick and easy meals. They have 15-minute recipes. Everything's broken out into really simple steps to follow. So they send all these pre-portioned ingredients. There's so much variety on the site. So I'm just like looking at what they have right now. Cheesy pork and fried pickle burgers. Ashley and I am obsessed with the burgers. Sizzling garlic herb butter steak. Oh my gosh. Crunchy curried chickpea bowls. So when I go through this, I think like there's so much stuff that's great for vegetarians or stuff that's great for kids. I love it for a girl's night or a date night. Whatever you're kind of looking for at your mealtime, I really recommend HelloFresh. And they just make it so simple. Go to HelloFresh.com slash GGE free and use the code GGE free for a free breakfast for life. One breakfast item per box while subscription is active. That's free breakfast for life at HelloFresh.com slash GGE free with code GGE free. Okay. People want updates on Foot Job Girl and Bunion Girl. I don't, I, th- I thought we had updated about Bunion Girl. I think that just didn't like go anywhere. Like the guy that was clacking around, she didn't. Uh-huh. Like they, that just was like a person. It just wasn't fine. Yeah. Um, Foot Job Girl, I still keep in touch with. And I think she's coming to Sacramento. She came to San Francisco last year. I think yeah. she's in Sacramento this year. Yeah. So we'll see her in a couple weeks. Yeah, we'll let you guys know. <laughs> Dallas business card guy. We talked the other day. I think he's going to come to LA this winter. I don't know. Maybe if you come to the Dallas show, we're going to announce a Dallas show um, for the fall and I'm sure he'll be there. So if you guys come. He's still in the mix. He's in the mix. Yeah, he's around. People, couple people asked about the young guy I was with at the beginning of the podcast. We were just having sex. Um, we went on one date and I was like, I never want to go on a date with this person again, but I will continue fucking him. And then, you know, just to tie these, these pieces together, when I talk about this incident where I just got drunk and like blew it up, that was him. So we were hanging out, sleeping together. The sex was really good. I didn't see it going anywhere. So the sabotaging episode a couple weeks ago, that instance was like when I just like acted like a brat and got drunk and like Mm -hmm. picked a fight and of course apologized the next day and it was out of character for me. But that was just how that ended. Okay. It was short-lived. It was fun. I remember him fucking me over my counter in my like first apartment in the in the trap house and like Dewey like knocked over the coat rack. Dewey was like pissed. And Dewey like knocked over the coat rack. The coats came flying down. It was winter. So it was like I remember you telling me heavy about coats. This is the beginning of our friendship. And like we just kept on going. I was like, God damn it, Dewey. Apartment. <laughs> he just didn't know where to go. You know, he was trying to He didn't like out. it. He didn't yeah. like it. That was so funny. But anyway. Bagel the dog. I never got him. Guys, but the Instagram account still exists, I think. Somewhere. I don't have the ins- I don't have the login anymore. Well, this is a change. I mean, Bagel was Bagel the Yorkie. You used to want a Yorkie. And now you want a pug. Yeah, I do. Now I want a pug or two pugs. I like like pug puss. That would be crazy if I started with two dogs. From no (laughs) dogs to two dogs. That's insane. Go hard or go home. Um, Yeah, so I I mean, I like the idea once I have a home in LA of thinking about rescuing a a dog. So we'll let you guys know. Have either of you heard up with Jared? No. He is probably the most I get DMs about. Really? My friends. No, people saying, can you hook me up with Jared? Oh, can you hook me up with Jared? all my friends constantly, like peripheral friends, like, do you think Jared's cute? I think he's cute. Should I slide in there? Can you help me? Um, That's a good call. We No, neither of us have ever hooked up with him. We think he's great. And we are very happy being platonic friends with him. And like, I've stayed in a condo with Jared like for a weekend. Right. So So if it was going to happen. If something's going to happen, it would happen. People still want to know about the guy, Lil Frankie's guy, the guy that I, one of our most iconic investigative what happened here stories. Again, it's a long story. I have a video on my 
Instagram kind of deeper from what summer of 2021 where I was crowd working this guy. You can watch the video and we went out all night. I have like one photo of him, his arm from Lil Frankie. So that's like, I can't pull anything of who he is from there. But yeah, he just like disappeared and we, nothing ever happened. And I think people, it's like people are so invested, but it's like, it's not that weird that you would hook up with somebody and spend a night with them and they would never talk to you again. But I think it's just that we thought he would resurface after talking about him on the show. I went on these guys' podcast, um, my friend Mike Albanese, they're called Sweet Buddies. And they all just think he was with had another, like a girlfriend. Like yeah. they just were all like, he's seen somebody else. He cheated on who he's dating with, with you. And that's that, you know? And that yeah. was kind of their take. And like, of course, you're never going to hear from him again. Who knows? That's probably it though. It could be six feet under for all we know. He died. He died. No. Yeah, no, no update, guys. <laughs> I that story will haunt me forever until the people end of clearly time. still are haunted by it, and that's also why he's never reached out, and that's why he never told him. Like, I feel like everybody we go on dates with tells their coworkers that they like went out with us. That's probably why he also never told anybody. So there was, that's why we didn't hear from any like of our listeners. There just was some dishonesty involved, and somewhere yeah. along the lines, he could have been eighteen. You know, like it's just secret service. Yeah, he haunts my dreams though. Just shouting out short zipper king. Okay, sure. I hope he's living well. How does Raina approach security guards? I mean, listen, I feel like probably people don't approach them that much because like they're just like <laughs> in the shadows. Like they're like ignored in the corners. Like they're not like front and center. I think they get a kick out of it if you approach them because like most people are probably like they just ignore the security guards. They're like they're, they're going to do security work, you know, and I think they're at work. They're at work. Exactly. I recommend it. Walk up to one. Say hello. Get it popping. Yeah. <laughs> Get it popping. Okay. Final one. Would you go back to Paris? <laughs> you know what? Yes. I would go back to Paris now that we like are better at traveling. I, now that I have more money to afford staying in like a cooler place. I didn't know what to do there. I, I just wasn't living my best life. We didn't we plan enough. Area. Yeah. I, I would absolutely. I'm not going to be like the girl who didn't go to Paris. Like Lauren and Conrad. You know what I heard about that? What? That. Listen, you know that whole show is fake. That Whitney went there and she just like went to a meeting and came back. She didn't even take an internship there. That all of it was fake. That's all fake. It's oh, really disappointing. Okay. Yeah, but she didn't. Um, she didn't take an internship in Paris. Whitney just went for a meeting and flew back. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so those are most of the questions. We thank you guys for for asking them. But mm -hmm. I don't know. I think we we try to do our best to like tie up any loose ends. We never don't tie something up because we don't want to. Like, You're actually it's better all, at it than It's I all am. like, it's negligence of anything. We just don't. Negligence. <laughs> well, it's like, sorry, not negligence. Um, We just forget. You're better <laughs> than I am. Ashley actually does like make um a note all the time to give you guys updates. It's like, she she keeps me on I know. I'll be it. like, Raina, people want to know. And I'll be like, Ashley, the conclusion <laughs> of the story is embarrassing and that's why I don't want to talk about it. No, I wouldn't make you talk about something embarrassing. But like I'm, the escort. Well, you brought it up, Raina, so talk about it. It's Listen, on the list. We had this escort that we interviewed during COVID, and he was Here at she my goes. apartment. Here she goes. And we never aired the episode because it was kind of boring, but I did suck his dick. <laughs> You're welcome, everyone. I bullied her into this. <laughs> we talked about this at some live shows. We did have an interview with the male escort. It just wasn't great. Brandon and I got in a tiff about it. No. <laughs> this is people ask honest about. about what happened, about what you said. You said, I know you guys have a personal relationship. And he, I had just, he just left my apartment. I just sucked his dick. And you were like, I don't want to air the episode. Well, we just, 
you hadn't heard it yet and his dick had just been in your mouth. So you had reason to think it was probably usable and you were drinking. And I listened to it sober at home with my parents, not with my parents, but <laughs> I listened to it after dinner that we had to push back because of the interview. And I was like, this is bad. This is boring. And we yeah. can't have this spicy topic with this guy and we can't use it. And I was telling you like, Raina, I think it's really bad. And you were like, you were like pushing back on it and you hadn't heard it yet and you had just sucked his dick. So it is understandable. And you, I was like, I know you have a personal relationship. And you're like, Ashley, you said it's not that I have a personal The podcast comes first. And we were like going back and forth. And then I was like, then listen to it, bitch. And you tell me. And so you listened to it and you were like, this is bad. Like, God damn it, Ashley. I was like, this is really bad. I've never listened to an escort make, it sounded so boring. Yeah, it's just, I don't think he was comfortable. Yeah. In your home with you. I'm kidding. I just, I don't think, I don't think he was comfortable. I was touching his name, right. pumping him full of tequila. I don't think he was comfortable doing the interview and yeah. it didn't turn out and Raina compensated him. Yeah, I did. And then he had to leave because he had another appointment. But no, I thought he had like stopped hooking. <laughs> he didn't charge you. He didn't charge me any money. Listen, honest truth is that we've been sexting for weeks. Leading up to it. Leading up to it. Well, we talked about this. Like, I feel like I'm I'm sorry to anyone who is new here and is like, what are you, what? What is this episode, first of all? This is so convoluted. We did tease this. We talked about you guys. All right. You guys talked about how you liked what? NPR and come. Yeah. And you were basically leading up to this guest flirty texting with him. Yes. You called him to pre-interview him and then you started like low-key sexting and then he okay? came over to your house <laughs> to record and then he wasn't really what we thought initially, but I guess the tequila helped. <laughs> I didn't know what he looked like. I'd only seen him neck down. I yeah. wasn't sending photos of his face. And you hooked up with him and then you what, kept in touch after that? We kept sexting after that. After sexting? Yeah. He sent you a Dropbox of nudes. He literally did ask me if I wanted a dick pic and I said yes and he sent me 16. <laughs> I'll never forget it. I was sitting at Ozatar with Tarek, um, Ashley Mai's like favorite restaurant in New York. We were, I was sitting there with the owner and he sent me 16 nudes. There was a link. There was a link. <laughs> oh my gosh. So that's the story that's, of the male escort. That's the tea. That's the story. That's the hottest tea you guys are going to get in this episode. Okay. So we wanted to talk about friendship today, an hour in. <laughs> you know what I also wanted to say? I wrote this in my notes. Our most popular episodes overall are the ones that we do solo. And I just think that's also such a compliment. Of course, we have episodes that have been huge with guests. Mm -hmm. But like if you take ours solo and then take the guest ones, like ours really perform. So that's not me sucking my own dick. It's just saying that like our audience really loves hearing what we have to say. And it's a, it's a flattering. It's a compliment. It's not just listening in for like a guest interview. And we really thank you guys for that too. It just, it never really gets old seeing that like the solo apps really mm -hmm. crush. Yeah. So anyway. Yeah. And you know, somebody said to us in a meeting this year, you know, that the podcast is about dating and relationships. But it's really about your friendship and your love for each other. And I just, I love the way she phrased that to us. And I think mm -hmm. that like people do just want friendship content. And as much as romantic relationships are important, and I've had a lot of them. I've had, I've lived with three men. I've been really deeply in love with multiple men in my life, but none of those relationships compare to the love I feel for my girlfriends. Mm -hmm. And I just, I feel like this podcast is a tribute to that, you know, and it's so much about our friendship. So yeah, I'm glad that you guys love the ones of just the two of us because 
That's what I think the show's about. Yeah, I obviously co- co-sign all of that. I mean, the relationships with your best friends will outlast all of your romantic relationships other than marriage and sometimes even then. So this is something that we also discussed with Jay. I just keep bringing this up, but how important that non-romantic love is and how important these friendships are in your life and how much they really do fill you up. Romantic love is bomb. It's like dope as hell. You get to have sex. You know, you feel different types of like hormones and everything like in your brain and your body. Like I'm not, they're they're different. It hits different and it's incredible. And very few things can top that feeling of like truly falling in love with a person and having orgasms with them and all the things that really come with it. But the love you have for your friends is just as important in my opinion. And again, those are the people that are, if you keep those friendships are going to be there till the very end because relationships come and go. I mean, half of marriages end in divorce. I mean, people break up all the time and you don't need to end those relationships with those close friends. Yeah. Sometimes, um, sometimes they do, of course. We, we have friend breakups and relationships run their course, but like the real deal, long time, forever friends, they're forever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I like the episodes we've done about making friends in adulthood and you can definitely go back and search those, but I feel like I'm never sort of finished talking about it because I always prioritize friendships, but I I don't know that I prioritized female friendship to the length I do today. And so if you're somebody who's like, I don't have a lot of friends today, like it can always change. You can always meet people. It's a process, you know? Mm-hmm. Like I remember like my most serious relationship in my 20s ending and kind of feeling like, oh, I don't have like a huge, massive group of friends in New York City. And I changed that. So mm-hmm. like you can always change it. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I think it's a process and it's not a race and you can pace yourself and and still make strides to have more friends in your life. And I had to do that in like my mid to late 20s. Mm-hmm. We wanted to talk about some green flags. We did a whole episode called Friendship Red Flags. So we just were like, why not spin it and take a more positive note and talk about some relationship green flags. I think people are like, how do I know if this is a person I can be friends with? Because a lot of people obviously can be fun and cool, but not necessarily the best person to have a long-term friendship. But then it's also fun to have party friends and social friends and things like that. But when you're talking about someone that you really could be long-term friends with, I think I think there are some green flags that we, we wanted to discuss. Mm-hmm. So one thing that I think about a lot is like, how do I feel leading up to and leaving spending time with somebody? Do I feel a lot of anxiety leading up to the plans? Do I feel like, I I feel like missed, I feel like judged by somebody, et cetera. And Mm -hmm. the best feeling for me is when I'm like so excited because like, I love sharing everything about my life. I love telling this person everything about my life. And I feel better when I leave the interaction as well. I feel like really like it was a positive thing for me. Yeah, you should leave feeling like your cup is full, not drained and not questioning everything you said. I mean, we all have like anxieties and people have different levels of like, did I say a weird thing? I mean, I've left dinners with my best friends where I'm like, did I say some stupid thing? Or did I like, I don't know, talk about money too much or like something, you know, I just, we all question those things. We all have doubts. But if you really don't feel like that normally with everybody and you feel like that with somebody where you're constantly like, did I fuck up? Did I impress them enough? Like, I don't think that's a great sign. Mm-hmm. And you sh- again, you should just feel like you feel like fulfilled after spending time with that person. I think it goes without saying you're, you're, you're yourself around them. Like, that's just it. That's like number one. Do you feel like you have to be someone else to like fit in? And I think also top of the list is they celebrate your successes. You don't feel like a super sense of like competitiveness or that they just don't want the best thing for you. Because you know those little things where someone's like, oh, well, are you sure you want to, you know, like, and they they cut you down. Like Mm -hmm. if you 
share an accomplishment or something positive in your life? Yeah, I have friends that like over the years, I felt like I can't share this thing with Mm -hmm. them. And those people have kind of fallen by the wayside, you Mm -hmm. know, because I want to be somebody that really celebrates other people's success. And even like, I'm not married, I don't have kids, but if my friends get married and I'm single, I want to be excited for them. I want to really celebrate what other people have and what they're doing, even if I don't have those things. And so I ask that somebody do that in reverse for me as well. Sometimes it's hard. Sometimes you get jealous and you're like, I want that, you know? And it's hard to see people that are close to you have things that you want if you so desperately want to have kids and you can't or you'd be married or the job, things like that. Like, I get it. Those feelings are normal, but there is a point where you have to be like, I love this person. I'm happy for them. Their success and achievements and happiness doesn't take anything away from mine. And if anything, it can inspire you to have those things for yourself as well. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So just along those lines, you really feel like they genuinely want you to be happy and they do what they say they're going to do. You know, we all bail here and there. People can flake out, but when it's like too consistent, I'm not here for it. And I have to be able to trust you're going to show up for me like I would show up for you and really do what you say you're going to do. I don't have any space for it. Mm -hmm. I have like friends that like I know that we both make like tentative plans with each other. We'll both kind of flake on each other. That's different. Like if I have like a reservation, I have to know that you're going to show up. If I've included you in a solo plan, I have to know that you're going to be there. And the people that have like really done me dirty, I I just, they don't stay in my life. Mm -hmm. That's it. No hard feelings. You can be included in group plans always. You can come to a birthday party and whatever. I can't have solo plans. that's, That's it. And that's on them. Right. And I mean, there are some people that like, you know, it is so much easier to bail on a group hang. You know, we've done it. You know, everybody does it. Everybody does it. So that's not, we're not saying that. But then when you do that over and over and over, you're just a person that never shows up. I'm not, I'm, I am done inviting you. Yeah. You never show. Yeah, fuck that. I feel dumb. I'm yeah. playing myself. Right. Fool me by once. just fooling me once. <laughs> right. Fool me twice. Can't get fooled again. <laughs> I like the idea of like this person tells me the hard truths in a way that doesn't cut me down or make me feel stupid or small. And, you know, I have really like two best friends in the world. And it's you and, and one other girl. And, you know, <laughs> one other girl, you're not going to say her name. <laughs> Raina, that sounded so cryptic. <laughs> you don't want to say Melanie? No, I don't care. Um, <laughs> Everybody knows when, Melanie when I, Kate. Like, when I think of like my, my closest friends in the world, like you are both like the people I come to and you both tell me hard truths. You tell me them very differently. Like I like both of your advice because you tell them <laughs> differently. Styles. But you and I can become like an echo chamber of talking shit to each other. Yeah. And like, I, I'll just get going about stuff. She really like just because I feel something, it doesn't mean she's going to agree with me. And for example, I was like really angry about something that happened the other day. And she was just like, I don't think you're correct. And she gave me like these reasons for why. And I, it like really calmed me down and really reframed how I felt. And like, she wasn't just going to tell me that I was right. Cause I was hurt or mad or, you know, like mm-hmm. just because I felt those feelings. And it's funny. She said to me afterwards, she was like, you know, I realized you were just trying to vent. And then I told you you were wrong. And I was like, no, I appreciate it. Cause yeah. I would have vented for an hour and been mad. But I think that you kind of like stopped that. But I also thought it was really nice that she like even acknowledged that. Cause it didn't yeah. occur to me that she stopped me from venting, but yeah, well, I, you know her so well. I think you can read your best friends and know when they just need to vent. And that's something too, when someone can read the room and read you. We all, we can't read minds, of course, but where like 
you wouldn't want her to do that all the time. You don't need someone that's like constantly, uh, actually, let me play devil's advocate. Actually, let me be contrarian. And that's not her. And I'm not saying that, Absolutely but like, not. that's the thing too, of like your friend knowing what you need in the moment. And then sometimes you just have to tell them and you can gently be like, Hey, I actually wasn't looking for that type of feedback. I'm just trying to like <laughs> talk my shit. <laughs> I just, I feel really grateful that I've surrounded myself with women in general who will hold, hold a mirror up to my behavior and just, I think I have good behavior and I think I'm a pretty rational person. But like when you're upset, you're upset about something. And I have really wonderful women in my life that will stop and just say like, let's think about this differently before this spirals out of control. And Mm -hmm. I really appreciate that. And I'm proud of the women in my life. And I think it's what you find yourself talking about too. I mean, it's funny because there's this thing in Jay Shetty's book, Eight Rules of Love, that it's like, it's high versus low vibrations and like the relationships you have. I mean, this is talking about romantic relationships, but also friendships, this translates and it says, low vibration, connecting with your partner by gossiping about a friend. Medium. No, I'm saying medium vibration connecting with your partner by start sharing to-do list. High vibration connecting with your partner by discovering a shared hobby. Rain and I do all this shit. Like when you're I feel like when you're in a friendship or a partnership, you are talking shit. You are sharing your to-do list and you are talking about hobbies. But I, I think that's important to think about. If you're always just gossiping, you're always just kind of having negative shit talk with somebody. I do think it's a healthy part of every relationship is talking shit. But if that's all you're doing and you really aren't talking about like ideas and mm-hmm. hobbies and doing other stuff and like sitting around and talking should just think about it. I think the vibration is important. Like, I think that's kind of like a woo-woo way to discuss relationships, but I think it's important. Like, are you vibing high uh-huh. with somebody? Um, I have a really good friend and she went through a friend breakup and I know she really struggled with it, but she told me that like every time she would leave a situation with this girl, she realized that like she felt icky and mm-hmm. bad because they had spent only the yes. entire interaction just talking poorly about other people. And it's like, yeah, I'll do that. I love to talk shit. And if you were ever like, I think we should talk less shit on people, I'd be like, no, we can't. A friend that's like, no, I hate it. I don't like it at all. Maybe you should just lighten up a bit. Nope. I would be so mad. But if you feel like all I did was just like dredge negativity yes. in this engagement. And I had a friend like that too. And I just, I don't miss the friendship because every time I would be like, oh, we just spent hours talking about how mad we were at everybody. And it made all my other relationships worse because then I was just thinking about about how mad I was at everybody all the time. Well, we know this girl and I like her enough. She's like a fringe friend for us. It is constant and there's no positivity to balance it. So it is constant shit talk. And sometimes I want to hear the tea. So I'm in there in a group setting. Like I run into her around town, but I said to you, I was like, it's so daunting because there's no positivity. You know, like I feel like you and I are highs and lows. Like we're really positive, uplift others, uplift each other, talk about people's accomplishments, all the nice things, like build women up, all this stuff. And then we also are going to talk our shit. So I just, when there's really no balance and it's like that person is a constant source of nothing nice to say, it's heavy and dark. It is. And it doesn't, it it makes the other relationships in my life worse too, because I've spent all this time talking about those people. Yeah. And you just have to assume if that's what your relationship is with that person, then they're doing it to you too. A hundred percent. And we wanted to just talk about celebrating our friends' accomplishments and this isn't like a new concept, but we love it. And we did a little brag box on Instagram and we're going to read some of these accomplishments and we'll get to it. But I also saw this thing. This was back in September on Amy Chan's 
Instagram, Amy Chan's been on our show twice. And there's this cake. It's this beautiful cake. That was the photo on Instagram. And it says rich, independent women. And the caption is normalized hosting career showers. We're familiar with baby and wedding showers, but there's also other important milestones in a woman's life to be celebrated. I hosted a career shower this weekend to celebrate. And she like goes on to talk about, I mean, look at that cake too. I'm like, I love this. Of course, what, you know, relationship, but marriages and and babies, are, it's all so important. We just were talking about that earlier. <laughs> but I mean, why not promotion showers or started your own company showers or ran your first marathon showers or it doesn't always have to be a shower, like a planned out thing, but like celebratory drinks, like just celebrating in general things other than relationships and babies. Mm -hmm. And I think that if you're somebody that's like, I want to find ways to strengthen my relationships, the best route to that is to celebrate other people and their accomplishment mm -hmm. and just be like, hey, bitch, I'm proud of you. You yeah. know? And it, <laughs> just <laughs> it, it bonds you to another person. And if you're like, I want to make more friends or I want to like strengthen my existing relationships, like just out of nowhere, just like hype your fucking friends up. Hey, bitch, I'm proud of you. <laughs> I'm fucking proud of you, bitch. I'm proud of you, bitch. Yes. Um, but yeah, I think that we do reserve these things for like engagements, marriages, and children, and all those things are beautiful. But like, I think we should be hyping other things. So we asked you guys, um, and this is Tessa's idea. Um, oh, yeah. To do a lot of the stuff was Tessa's idea yeah. in this episode. Tessa's really killing it. Give credit where credit's due. So um Tessa suggested doing a brag box. And we asked you guys to just hype your friends. And we're gonna read some, we'll post some. Mm -hmm. It was really just like an onslaught of so many people. And it really like I was crying writing these down. Just the amount of people that said, like, my friends did have their first child or they're a single mother. So many people promotions, starting their own businesses, graduating from their MBA programs, their PhDs, just getting a raise, leaving a terrible relationship. Like you guys just, we're going to read some like the- Go off. Rattling them off. I love it. <laughs> Quitting a toxic job, killing it at a new job, getting into like incredible grad programs. Like you guys just flooded this box, hyping your friends so hard. And I just think female friendship is so elite and so special. And like, listen, male friendships are fine, but men cannot, men don't develop relationships the way women do. Well, I- was reading this and I also saw the ladies of 80 for Brady are on a tour. Jane Fonda, Lily Tomlin, like those are the four, you know? And Jane Fonda, I love Jane Fonda. She was saying that women, and I've read this before, but that women bond face to face and men are side by side. So men are like side by side. They do activities together and they just bond in a different way. And women are like face to face. Mm -hmm. They just emotionally connect. Like we just want connection so much and we really get that from these type of friendships. Yeah. And I'm listen, that's not to dog men. I don't think we empower no, men no, no, to no. have emotional relationships like that. I don't think that we celebrate a man being like, motherfucker, I'm sad. <laughs> no, we, I mean, this, is just, this podcast is two women. Yeah. It's what it is. Yeah. We love our guy friends and we love the men that are probably not listening to this episode anymore. But thank you for being here. <laughs> are we going to shout some names out? Yeah, let's shout some names out. Okay. Irene said, Molly, for breaking off an engagement she knew wasn't right and finishing NP school, nurse practitioner school. I think so. A killer, killer queen. <laughs> All the nurses. So many nurses. We love you guys. Rachel said, Marissa, for teaching underprivileged kids, using her own money to buy them books and supplies, being so patient, even with the difficult ones, always making the kids smile and feel safe, even when their home life may not be oh, the best. Marissa. I like, really cried reading this Really one. making a difference in the world. Okay, Jessica said, Amber is a therapist person. <laughs> Sorry, we laughed at this earlier because Raina's... Okay, Jessica said, Amber is a therapist, personal trainer, and a dog trainer. Literally killing it. Raina was like, 
Amber has three jobs. Amber has so many jobs. <laughs> Personal trainer and dog trainer, I love. <laughs> Sarah said her friend Jerrica for helping people on their final days and making them feel a bit brighter. So oh I think God. she's probably like office Bridget said Kendall for surviving NYC on her own for 13 years and working on her PhD like a boss bitch. Haley said Julia for being a finance girl boss in an industry dominated by men. I think that we should like celebrate women that are just like willing to like do stuff like that because it's tough. Nicole said Brie is the first female pilot at Top Gun. We had to Google. We had to Google that. I was like, it's crazy. Sounds incredible. (laughs) And then same Talia said my bestie Gabby landed a job with Formula One and got promoted in one year. So we love to see this. Love to see it. Margie said Alexis made it to the NBA dance team after years of auditioning and not giving up. And I just like love hyping that she just like went back for it. Alex said shout out to Rachel for her first 69 experience. (laughs) Go off, Queen. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> we had a lot of really beautiful submissions about um, friends surviving cancer. So I just want to say, Kayla said, Jess, beat thyroid cancer last year. And Adriana, um, to Liz, I feel emotional about I this. Um, just had a double mastectomy and beat cancer at 33. So <laughs> I just, I loved all these so much. Oh my gosh. Chris said, Jess hasn't let being single stop her from buying a condo and going on all the vacations. Oh, queen. I love you, Jess. And Libby said, Mary, for killing it at work, freezing her eggs to take the pressure off, and then meeting Mr. Wright at 39. Steph said, my BFF Alexis is a volunteer firewoman who was just elected captain of the firehouse. <laughs> I love that. The firehouse. But these are just really, you guys stormed the question box and really hyped your friends, and it was beautiful to see. And a lot of these did include marriage and kids, of course, but so many of these just included really hyping your friends for other personal accomplishments. And I thought it was really beautiful. So thank you for submitting these. Yeah. Love you guys. We're just going to end with some friendship meet cutes, also Tessa's idea, and just how people met their friends. And we've done episodes on making friends and meeting friends. We can always do a reboot. We know that it's important to you guys. I mean, I met a new friend recently. I think we like exchanged numbers within like five minutes of chatting. Like, I don't, don't be afraid to like be like, we should hang out. Like, I feel like in LA, especially too, it's like, we should go on a hike. I think there's so much stuff you can like suggest doing Mm -hmm. and just uh, the same with meeting romantic partners, putting yourself in situations where there's a shared hobby or common interest. I think it's so good for making friends and you're in the same place in life. And again, I just think we all want connection. We all want friends and don't be afraid to be like, Hey, what's your number? Want to hang out sometime? And if you might get rejected and it really hurts, but what's the alternative, you know? I'm smiling because like so much of the advice about making friends is the same advice you mm-hmm. give about dating. And it's just like, you've got to put yourself out there. It is a little awkward sometimes, but it is a means to an end. And yeah, you have to go out sometimes you don't want to and you have to agree to plans and you have to ask people to do stuff and it's not always the most comfortable, but like it's such a nice thing when it works out. And I feel like I've just been trying to do that a lot more too since we've been here. So it's been really nice. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, we asked you guys how you met your friends um, and some meet cutes. This just really made me laugh. It was a funny high school one. The day we met is different depending on who you ask. I was already sitting behind her in science class for a full two to three weeks and talking to her every day. So my version of the story is the day that we met that first day of the new semester. Her version of the story is that we actually met the day I got my braces off. (laughs) I came into class late and a few of the other girls in our class were saying, oh my God, Claire got her braces off. She looks so good. And my best friend, like the unobservant girl she is, goes, who the hell is Chloe? And my lab partner had to break in and say, um, she's a girl sits behind you who you've been talking to the entire semester. It sounds bad, but we always joke now that she noticed me once I finally had a bit of a glow up, got my braces. <laughs> <laughs> that is she, so funny. She's been talking to her every day the whole semester. Her friend was a fuck boy. Yeah. That is kind of <laughs> fucked up. I love it. Okay. 
This one's puppy related. She says, I've been searching for a puppy to adopt for weeks. And I finally came across this teeny tiny little one from a Tijuana rescue that was being fostered in San Diego County. I went to meet him and fell in love. The foster parent said that his brother was just adopted by a girl that looks to be my age and lives about 15 minutes away from me. She asked if I could share my contact information with her so that the boys could stay in touch. Oh, this is my dream that Azul could connect with Verde. Of course, my answer was fuck yes. I picked my pup up about a week later and a couple weeks after that, the girl that adopted his brother reached out to me. I have a small yard, so I invited her and her fur baby to my house for a play date. When she arrived at my place, the first words out of her mouth were, holy shit, you're my yoga instructor. Oh, such a small world. I recognized her and we became fast friends and now our pups get to maintain their brotherly antics. What a dream. so cute? I love that. I was thinking about some of my meet cutes and my friend Alexis, we met at the dog park. I've talked about this before, but just like, and we hung out that night. Mm -hmm. I'll move quick if I like somebody. Like, I'll be like, want to go to a party with me tonight? (laughs) She's like, okay. (laughs) Why not? Yeah, I totally agree. Okay. This girl said, I was drunk on a famous street in Austin, Texas. Decided hula hooping at a popular bar was a good idea. To make a long story short, I was attempting to hula hoop on my arm when suddenly the hoop went flying across the bar and apparently smacked a girl directly in her face. I wasn't aware where the hoop went. That is until the girl came storming up to my face. She firmly explained how I had hit her, but she laughed about it. I explained that I had no idea that it had happened. After a sincere apology, we ended up chatting about our mutualities, such as living in Florida, our love for country music and sports. We ended up exchanging numbers and took a selfie to remember each other. Here we are now, a few months later. We've gotten to concerts together, brunches, bar crawls, and more. She remains in my phone as Megan Hula Hoop, and I don't plan to ever change it. I love that. Okay, I'm going to do one more. A few years ago, I moved to a small mountain town in Colorado and didn't know a single soul in the entire county. It's a ski resort community, so there are lots of transient people here, and it's hard to find your squad. A few months after moving there, and I still didn't have any friends, I got invited to a Friendsgiving that was hosted at a ski resort. I forced myself to go, even though I would only know the host, who would be busy hosting 30 other people. Good for you. It's my worst nightmare. It really gives the people a lot of anxiety and it's scary and she did it. Yes. Then I saw a girl walk up carrying a gallon milk jug filled with clear liquid on the bottle, bold and sharpie, and in all caps, it read, not water. (laughs) Did this bitch really just roll up with a milk jug of vodka? I had to approach. Soon after I learned she had just moved here too, almost knew nobody, and she said we should be friends. I took her word for it, but then she just left. Disappeared into the night. Oh my God. We hadn't exchanged numbers. I only knew her first name. So what did I do? I stalked the Facebook event page until I found her, Facebook messaged her, and the next week we had coffee, and now it's been five years of friendship. So nice. You know, that's how Matt got to Stephanie in the Facebook (laughs) messages. (laughs) I mean, she came into the bar, but those Facebook messages back in the day used to slap. That's how you would get to people. I just, this girl is the bravest bitch out there, okay? Going to a party with 30 people, you don't know anybody, they all know each other, and then just being like searching a Facebook thing to find her. She's so brave. Well, and that's the thing too. Like, don't be scared to follow up via social media. Like, we've always said that too. I feel like now, like, you know, Facebook's a little dated, but the DMs, like you meet someone at a party. Like I, if I meet someone at a party, I'm usually just getting their handle, Mm -hmm. sometimes phone number. Like sometimes we really just go for it, but like you can just get their handle. Let me follow you. Like these things just aren't weird. No, I don't think it's weird anymore, especially with friendship. I mean, everybody wants good recs of like do things to do in their cities or like, you know, this thing that I like and we have something in common. Like I remember when we met Grace Atwood and years ago, she's a foreign guest on the podcast um, and she told me she was really into art and I didn't have anybody to go to like art shows Mm -hmm. with. And I just like took a chance. I was like, do you want to go to this art festival with me? 
Well, that's a great example because, you know, woman on woman, you might have a lot more common interest. And so you might be like, oh, you mentioned that yoga. Oh, you mentioned that smoothie place, or you mentioned coffee, or you're both vegans. You mentioned that restaurant. Like, it's so easy to kind of follow up and then be like, you want to go together. Yep. I think like a workout class is great because the stakes are really low. Like you can go take the workout and leave, or you can like hang out afterwards. You can get a smoothie, go get a drink, like whatever. Like these things just, they aren't weird. And someone might not like you and think you're annoying or just be all full on friends or going through a hard time in their life and not want to deal with it. And you could feel rejected, but chances are probably not. I think most people want to make friends. You yeah, know? I think, yeah. I like. I'm chock full of them, and I still want to make more. Uh, I know. That's what I'm saying. I always say I'm full. No new friends. Then I make new friends. You do, and then you make a lot of new friends. You say so. You think that's what you're best at. The thing I'm best at. <laughs> <laughs> Listen to the friendship podcast now. Well, should we wrap up? Yeah. yeah. Thanks for being here, guys. All this time. Thank you, guys, so much. We just we love you. It's really an honor to do this for you for five years. Um, the show has just been through so much. We've been through so much, um, and you guys have come for the ride. So thank you. It means everything in the world. It's the most important thing I'll ever do with my life. <laughs> it is. What if you get married? <laughs> Anybody can get married. Try to start a podcast and keep it going for five years. I dare you. Get married next week. Go Walk off. on the street and get married if I feel like it. I'm not terrible. All right. Well, again, Raina, I echo what she said. Thank you guys. We love you. Thank you for five years um, and being supporting us, being here with Azul. <laughs> and uh, you know, you know what to do. Girlsgottaeat.com. We will see you out on the tour. Girls Gotta Eat Podcast and Instagram. TikTok which I haven't plugged in a while, but has been blowing up yeah, thanks to Raina's off. text exchange that has 3 million plus views. But we are Girls Gotta Eat podcast on TikTok and vibesonly.com, vibesonly on Instagram, our personal handles, Ash Hess, Raina.Greenberg. You guys know all this by now if you've been here. Uh, and we will see you next week. Happy Valentine's Day, guys. Have a great week. Bye. 